Technology allows more people to tell more stories in more ways. Storytelling knows no boundaries. I believe print and web can work beautifully together. Donna Tallarico. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Today's topic is going to be probably one of the most difficult in the marketing world, at least for me. I hate this part of marketing. It is your keywords and your blurbs. The purpose of choosing the right keywords and writing a really effective blurb is to make sure your audience can find you. That's why they ended up as the same episode during this season, because a lot of the information overlaps. They are essential in the process and very difficult to do correctly. Traditional publishers, they know the world, they've done their research, they know exactly how to get the books into the right people's hands. Self-publishing is a little difficult. You kind of have to venture out and try things on your own, and it's difficult. So, like a lot of the advice we give you, look to how the big boys do it. How do the most successful people, most successful books, how are they found? This is a time you don't worry about copying other people. Absolutely copy their formula because it is proven and successful. Where do I start? How do I know which successful books apply to mine? Because obviously if I'm writing a grimdark fantasy, I don't want to use the same keywords as rich dad, poor dad. This is where comp titles come in. If you haven't heard that phrase, it's comparative titles. Other books that are like your books. This is a kind of touchy area within the world because you don't want everybody saying, oh, this sounds exactly like Game of Thrones. But you do need to know what books your book is like so you can look at the keywords they're using and what they're doing. Again, if this person has said, your book reminds me of blah, 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 then blah, blah, blah's marketing has been successful. They are a good person's homework to copy off of. Another place to look is your own bookshelf. The reason why you wrote this book is because you like this genre. You like these kinds of stories. What other books on your bookshelf appeal to the same funny bone that this story does to you? The last thing to use is really anything that someone might look up that you want to use to lead them to your book. So when I was choosing the keywords for Katie Ratio, because a lot of my book is romance, I went to Amazon, just put in romance, and then alphabetically went through, well, okay, what are people searching with romance? Okay, they're searching quirky, they're searching clean, they're searching those sorts of keywords that people are searching for, those auto-populated things, and then using the ones that applied to my own book. With your keywords especially, they need to be relevant. They need to actually apply to your book because if you are putting in random keywords that might just draw anybody in, you're not going to get any sales because they're going to look at it and go, okay, this isn't what I was looking for. Most self-publishers and therefore most of the people who are listening to this podcast are going to self-publish through Amazon. Amazon allows seven keywords. 
Sometimes that's not just a single word, but it will be a word or phrase. So the phrase kung fu is two words. It's going to be treated as a single word for the purpose of the rest of this conversation. This is going to be different from your genre. Your genre, cozy mystery, is going to be already a pre-selected thing. You don't need to worry about that. However, if you have a hyper-specific version of the genre, you can list that in there. But if it's an option as you're selecting the drop-down menus, don't waste your time or your space using it again as the keyword. We definitely advise you to spend some time in Amazon or wherever you intend to sell most of your books looking up books in your own genre, seeing what their keywords are, and figuring out what applies to you. Start searching random terms that might apply to your book and see what shows up. If you know some of your comp titles, figure out what searches lead to those comp titles that could also lead to your book. And as we mentioned earlier, the autofill option in any search bar is your friend. Figure out which of these things are relevant and attach those. Most often those autofills work by selecting the most popular versions of those searches. So if you start something with clean romance, what else pops up with it? I also wanted to mention targeted keywords, which are a little bit different. Those tend to be subjects that are not specific to your medium. They're not just book related. So your targeted keywords are going to be words like weight loss. If I Googled weight loss, you'll find pills, you'll find programs, you'll find this, and books. So your targeted keywords might not necessarily be book related, but you still want to pop up when someone Googles that or searches it in Amazon or wherever else. Blurbs are very connected because you're going to use a lot of the same principles. Things within your blurb that people will be looking for, searching for, that will connect them and really spark that desire for them to purchase. I have found that blurb.com has a good recipe to get you started in writing that blurb. Fill out each of these things and then clean it up and then make it look stellar and unique. The first thing they recommend is to reference the genre and the central theme. The immediate things that people are going to be looking for within a blurb to know whether they're going to be interested. I'm not necessarily going to be interested in a nonfiction book about cooking. So if that's the first thing I see, I say, okay, I'm out. And that's okay. Again, you're not marketing for everyone. You're marketing for the people who will actually be interested and like your book. And we do mean reference, not state. If you say this fantasy book is about a young girl who turns out is the chosen one. Okay, this fantasy book is not going to be a great start to your story. So make sure that beginning is interesting. 200 years after the apocalypse. Okay, we know it's dystopian or perhaps post-apocalyptic. Or trouble is brewing in River City after the murder of the mayor. Okay, we know it's a murder mystery, but it's still interesting to read, not stating this book is about this. The next step is to create intrigue around the main conflict. You're not giving away the plot, you're not giving away any elements, 
you are giving them little teases about the main conflict. You aren't focusing either on the relationships. You're focusing on the actual plot. That is your problem and solution. That's how we know it starts and how we know it's finished. After you've introduced the main conflict, then you introduce your protagonist. This is to make sure that your readers can relate to the character. So yes, you've gotten to the interest part. If the book starts with the apocalypse and the main character is an old lady who doesn't know how to fight for her home, but she grew up in the Great Depression so she knows how to sustain a farm, she's interesting. The most important thing about a blurb is to remember, keep it short and punchy. You don't want to overwhelm your readers with a lot of boring information that's not relevant. With every comma that you have in there, double check it, make sure it shouldn't be a period and broken up. And finally, you can reference your book writing or professional status if it relates to your book. This is mostly going to be nonfiction. So if I am writing a book about how to kill your characters, I will reference that this book is from the co-host of the podcast Writing Roots. The only time I ever see this within a fiction world is if it's a quick reference to the fact that this author is a New York Times bestseller or something to that order of you should know this name. If you're a first-time self-published author and you're writing a fantasy novel, likely you're not going to include this in your blurb. Make sure when you are writing your blurb, you are not accessing your fifth grade writing skills. Do not make it a book report. This is not going to be interesting to you or to the people who are reading it. They're going to see that and minimize your writing skills. Your blurb is an example of your writing skills. So make sure you don't make it feel academic because that's what they'll expect from the book. Give them a tease of your writing style and what they're going to encounter within the book itself. But also, don't give them any spoilers. If it is the initial conflict, what starts it off, sure. That's not really a spoiler if they're going to read it within the first chapter. But don't give away things that are happening later that you want to use to keep them going. So your lingerie seller gets roped into being a bounty hunter. We can see the before the being roped part, but definitely nothing should occur later than the end of Act 1. Blurbs and keywords are complicated. This is where going to other outside resources for assistance, for help, for advice is your best option because these are basically what sell your book. If people can't find your book, they're not going to buy it. Blurbs and keywords will make sure that it's getting into readers' hands outside of any other marketing efforts that you do. This is how people stumble across books. You know what works best for you. You know the types of books that you really enjoy, the types of blurbs that you cherish. So take the things that are most important to you and then through the process of choosing those keywords or writing those blurbs, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 